Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. Second hour. Here we go. Top two in hour two. Sorry, that was fast. <laughs> and now, the Weekly Dish presents... Top two. Top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In hour two. All right, give me two. All right, we have two uh, things that we love each time. Sorry, we do have one caller. Before we get into our top two, I'm going to get take one caller, and she's gonna we're going to help her out. It's Jana. Jana, are you on the line? Hi, it's Jana. Hey, Jana, what can we do for you today? I need to pick you two's brain. Um, I have a friend who has sustained a serious injury this week, Aww. and he is now one-armed. Um, after surgery, he's single, and we're all trying to help him out. I've been charged with the food. Now, with that, I'm trying to put together meals that can be easy for him to do one hand. He's single. He's in the cities. I'm down in Denison. What off the top of your head would be some things that you guys could think of that would be good? healthy and easy for him to prepare. Oh, so I could gosh. keep it like in the freezer and stuff. What's uh, on top of your head? I would say, uh, you know, I don't know what his tastes are like, but um, is he can, does he eat a lot of vegetables or not? Or Well, I, I told him that he's going to eat whatever's provided okay, for him. Okay, good for so you. Good. good for you. <laughs> so I would stick with something that, like, I know people like to think of lasagnas and all this stuff. I would not do that because you have to cut and, you know, I think that that's a harder thing to do. Anything you yep. do should be easily scoopable. If so, if it's like a bowl or a one pot meal, that's like a, you know, like a soup or and like things a, you don't have to do with a fork and a knife. Yeah. So something that okay. is easily scoopable. And I mean, you could do a lasagna if it was cut into smaller portions and then packaged that way. Mm-hmm. But I okay. would just say I would stick with something that's more like and I would do like some quinoa bowls. And, you know, maybe do some fresh, uh, like some fresh vegetables. I would amp up the green and the vegetables just for, as a mood lifter, you know, okay, because that's I, good. I would think that he's probably not exactly psyched right now. Yeah, I'm sure things no, are really he's, tough. No, he's not happy. So, you okay, know, so the greens will help lift with the moods. Good. Another thing I would think about um, as far as pretty easy to prepare um, one-handed, too, is to get like a little bit of confidence in doing something on his own would be like you could prepare a bunch of um, fajita stuff. Yeah. So you can either, I mean, you can pick it up at places, too. Like I know Von Hansen's has fajita mix. But if you cut up a whole bunch of peppers, onions, and chicken and then popped it in a Ziploc bag with like taco seasoning and some lime juice and salt and pepper pepper and some olive oil you can actually then um lay it flat and freeze the bag and then he could thaw it out and pop it in a pan and use tongs to just do that one-handed and then just wrap it up in some tortillas would be really easy and i think that would be like because i would think at some point he'd probably want to start to you know say like i want to do some things on my own and the cutting is going to be hard but if it was already ready and he could just pour it into the pan and then one-handed tongs it. Yep. I, you know, I actually do quite a bit of one-handed cooking because I usually have a baby on my hip, so I'm trying to like yeah, you know, trying to think about that. Manage one thing and um and Good. stuff like that is like short be- short pasta as well. You know, if you're gonna make them like a you could you could do a, a pasta dish as long as it's short pasta. You know, so that it's not I like have seen that. yeah yeah. Another really great thing to think about is um maybe sandwiches that you could um, wrap up individually that could be ready to go. Um, he could even get. Like a, you could get him as a gift, a panini press. Yeah. And you could do like a bunch of, you know, ciabatta roll with like some meats and cheeses and whatever, and then wrap it up and then he could just pop it on the panini press 
get a nice um, char on the outside and then eat it. What do you think about oh, that, good. Jana? Is that helping? Yeah. That That's very helpful. Any ideas on how to keep the bread from getting soggy if I was to pre-make sandwiches for them and stuff? I mean, you can freeze those as long as you don't put, like, greens on it and stuff. You yeah. can freeze okay. Okay. the meat and the cheese and then just he can just thaw it out in the fridge and then pop it on a panini press or grill good it up. No, I'll be doing that because I know he's excited about... Now he's going to have access to all my chickens and stuff. So he's going to be getting lots of eggs and stuff. Oh, this is my Jana. Hi, Jana. I thought I recognized your voice. How are you? Yep, yep. So he's excited because he's going to have full blocks of all my chickens. Oh, my gosh. Jana's the best. Jana brings me eggs when when I'm in between flocks because she lives in the country and she's got tons of eggs. Oh, Jana, it's nice to hear your voice. Yep, and another chicken graduate. So. <laughs> well done, well done. Right, I'll see you right. soon, Jana. Thanks, Jana. Jana comes to my Twin Cities Live book club, and she is just a joy. That is amazing, and what a wonderful human for yes. doing all of this. Okay, we're now we're at top two in our two. Sorry, I mixed everything up. <laughs> now, we don't have to play the intro again. Hope we're okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so what's your first one in top okay, two? My first one is that we should all be treating our potatoes with respect. Yes. And the way that you respect them is you give them what they want. Yes. And what potatoes want is duck fat. <laughs> potatoes want duck fat. They want it bad. And they you know what bad. you want? You want potatoes roasted in duck fat. So oh. I'm going to tell you this. I posted this on my Instagram um, a few weeks ago of the potatoes that I make roasted in duck fat. This is like the way that we make potatoes in our house. My husband, who is a French fry connoisseur, he is a man who will order a burger and fries and eat all of his fries before he gets to the burger, what? which I think is sick and twisted. But listen, that's his own that's his cross bit. to bear. Yeah, that's his thing. So um, what I do is just slice up potatoes into like um you know kind of fry size generally i cut them in half lengthwise and then just slice them chop chop Mm -hmm. chop and i'll do this with i've done this with yukon gold i do it with red potatoes i do it with um russet it really doesn't matter and then um get yourself some duck fat we're going to link up on the weekly dish show page the duck fat that i love which is by fatworks and you can order it online you might be able to buy it places um, but i generally order it and it's a really good clean tasting duck fat i have gotten some at local co-ops that i feel like are a little gamey tasting really so fat works to me is like super clean and crispy you the duck fat will be solid at room temperature yep so i scoop some into a ramekin and just um you can either warm it up to melt it over in the stove or i pop it in the microwave for 30 seconds and then pour it over your potatoes that are on just a jelly roll pan lined with parchment paper salt and pepper those bad boys roast them at 400 degrees for about 20 minutes the duck fat makes the potatoes crispy and puff up better than any French fry you will have. Really? Truth. So good. Ugh. Give the potatoes the respect they deserve. Also, I got some um, potatoes at Golden Fig or if you can get them at the farmer's markets. I mean, freshly fresh potatoes taste so much more potatoey than other potatoes, which yeah. sounds so silly, but it's very true. No, I th- I think so, too. Yeah. I do think that they are. I think that they are. It's just a different league, mm-hmm. you know, and there's something about the cellared stuff that comes in those bags. That's just, I don't know. Yeah, it's just wintered Maybe, over. Who knows? Yeah. But I got to tell you, that is like, that is, I'm dreaming of that now. Make yourself some burgers, like grill up yeah. some burgers or put your burgers in cast iron, however you like to do them. And then serve on the side, these duck fat roasted potatoes. And it's so good. And duck fat is good for you. Your body wants fat and, yeah. um, and the ducks deserve the potatoes and the potatoes <laughs> deserve the ducks. That's what I got. I love it. That's okay. my first one. So my first one is going to be scapes, garlic scapes. Yes, do which it. Which are, I think, all over the farmer's market right mm-hmm. now. 
So one of my friends, she got some in a CSA. She ran them over to my house. She was like, I don't know what to do with these. You just have them. I'm like, thank you. I will. I will eat them. I will eat them completely. And people are like, what do you do? I mean, what do we even do with them? And I'm like, oh my God, you do everything you want with them. And actually, I ran into Beth Dooley when I was on your show. Yeah. And she and I were talking about the magic escapes because I was totally all in them. But literally, I just chop them up. I just make, I make the non-pesto pesto. Yeah. Which is just Every herb in my garden that I feel like is topping out a little bit too much, and I grab them all, and then I and the the key the key is the garlic scape in yep. my mind, and then just chop 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 and like nice and fine and round and but they're kind of like hard, which is gives you a little bit of crunch. They're sort of like um like really long green beans. Yeah, is sort of what I relate them to, and they grow out of the center of the garlic um bulb. Yes, and then the farmers pluck the scape out of them. It's like these long green windy things that grow Curly out of the tops. top, and you want to pluck them out of your garlic so that the energy to grow the plant goes into the cloves of garlic, not to the scape. And so, but then you have this beautiful byproduct, which is yeah. the scape and you can just eat it. You can, I mean, talk about like quick pastas, yes. chop them up and add them into a pasta. Mm-hmm. And they're usually, like I said, they're a little firm. You know, usually you get them and they're kind of firm and you just sort of, mm-hmm. to me, that's the best thing to do is to pop them. If you're grilling anything, the very last second is you put them on the grill and you just char them. Good. And then you chop them into olive oil and herbs and just, it's, it's not a pesto, but it's basically like an herb, you know. Well, you could put that on a, a sandwich spread almost. Yeah. Yeah. And I just throw in all the herbs and the garlic scape that I've been charred and I, a little bit of crushed red pepper maybe if I'm feeling that too. Yeah. But then salt and olive oil. And that is just something that you can put on your salmon. You can put it on your sandwiches. You could put For your sure. on cucumbers. We put it over fresh burrata on zucchini noodles. Yes. Like that is, that is to me summer tasting. Oh, I like that. I know. You can also, a lot of people do scape butter, which yeah. is really good. They chop, chop, chop it up and then, you know, do the compound butter and mm-hmm. then put it in the fridge and then roll it up. So good. Oh, put that on bread. Yeah, put Yum. that on bread. All Delicious. right. So what's your second? Okay. My second top two, an hour or two. Let's get to it. It is um, a cheese that I have been loving which is from Shepherd's Way Farms, which they are just fantastic and they make lots of sheep's milk cheeses. And I always, I love sheep's milk cheeses because I love like the little bit of tang and the little bit of grassiness that you get from it that you don't get from cow's milk cheeses. And I'm into this Frisago. Yes, Frisago. So it's a sheep's milk cheese. It is essentially like an Asiago and a Parmesan kind of of that texture. Mm -hmm. So it's a hard cheese. Mm -hmm. And I made amazing stuffed red peppers this week and I grated it into the grain and um, ground beef mixture with herbs that then I stuffed the peppers with and it was so phenomenal. It's really good. It's got like a little bit of a nutty finish. It's local but like it's nationally recognized yes. as being amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I got it at Golden Fig in St. Paul. I know they sell it at Kowalski stores and Shepherd's Way. They are also at the Mill City's Farmer's Market. I'm it's not Jody and Steve and their kids and they oh, are they so are, good. Jody is the president of the Minnesota Cheese Guild. Look at that. So it is these people have Shepherd's Way is definitely one of the best cheese, uh, you know, creamery cheese places that we've ever had. I also have a mattress topper from them featuring their wool and it is outstanding and it's cool in the summer and warm in the winter and it's great. So anyway, uh, free Sago from Shepherd's Way Farms. Get that. What do you got? My last one is going to be Centro, which is the new taco shop opened in Northeast uh, that is kind of over by Indeed Brewing. Yep. And it's cute as can be. And it is is just a crazy little cute pop in fast casual order at the counter get some tacos and here's the deal pitchers of margaritas boom how long has it been since you've had a pitcher of a margarita 
Acapulco Spring Break 1998. Exactly. Exactly. $32 pitchers. They have slushy guava, mezcal drinks. They've got a great cocktail program. Plus, $4 tacos made with, like, really great braised meats. I want that. I know. It's a great... I think it's a good stop and, you know, stop in, hang out. That sounds great. Centro. Hang with the girls. Centro. It's over in... um, It will will be attached to Popo Ba, which is going to be that fine dining Mexican place. That's not open yet. So just concentrate on Centro. It's on Quincy Street in Northeast. Fabulous. There we go, kids. There's top two and some uh, some other uh, advice. I want to let you know that the caller, a caller called in and recommended shish kebabs for our friend with the one arm. That's a great idea. Right. Make a yep. bunch of kebabs ahead of time. Yep. And so then they can just pull them off, you know. And eat them. Yeah. Brilliant. So that was a great idea. All right. We're going to take a break, you guys. When we come back, we're going to talk to you about what you can cook to beat the heat. Without the heat. We'll be right back. This is Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March. I'm here with Elizabeth Reese this week. Good morning. I love being here. Thanks for having me. It's so good. We're having a good time. We're talking gardens. We've got chick talk out of the way. We are. We've got all sorts of fun stuff coming. (laughs) And we got 4th of July coming up on Wednesday. That just, again, sneaked right up on me. I know. And my son's first birthday. Can I just say it? Franklin turns one on the 4th of July. I didn't realize it yeah. was. He's a 4th of July baby. He was oh born God. at 745, last 4th of July in the evening, and we made it to our recovery room and watched fireworks from the window. So wow. it's um it's pretty fun. It's going to be a special 4th of July for us. And it's, of course, so blazing hot. So we got to talk about food to beat the heat and uh, to gear you up for 4th of July. Yeah, sort of celebratory food to beat the heat. Also, yeah, I don't, I this whole cooking, in, I was not about to fire up anything in my kitchen, not even the Instant Pot. Because I was like, I'm not even no. firing. I'm not going to release any steam in here. <laughs> yes. It's so hot. So for people, if anybody's canning, I hope you have an outdoor burner. Yeah. Oh, God, right? I keep thinking that I want to get one of those electric burners to just plug in outside yeah. on my deck and then do my water bath out there. Because I'm like, idea. why am I doing this in this house? It is so hot. And yeah. I bet like the amount then that my air conditioner has to work extra would probably even out the cost of that burner. Could you put that on your grill and keep that and do it on the grill? Do you have a gas grill? I don't have a gas. Well, I don't. Yeah. And if you had a gas grill with a burner, you could totally do it. I don't know how much you'd burn through in propane, but yeah, I don't either. Might be worth a try. Might be worth a try. Who knows? Uh, So for the other hard part for me is when it gets this hot, I just don't get that hungry. Right. It's you kind of lose that whole it's not very hungry. And so then, of course, my teenage son, who is always hungry, is looking, is like, what are we having for dinner? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really feel like anything. So what are some of the things we were talking that you have a couple of good ideas? Well, we're really, um, we're doing a lot of salads. And I just do not think um, that the classic salad should be overlooked. It's really funny because I've, I've been posting some of my salads lately. And the things that I get the most attention for, I mean, when I posted this wedge salad that I made a few weeks ago, I could not believe the visceral reaction that people had to the wedge salad. I like didn't anticipate that people were going to freak out. It was nuts how many people were like, ah. but it just shows you that it's like, those classic things are yeah. really delightful. And if you want to throw shade at, at um, iceberg lettuce, you can go ahead and do that. There are a couple of um, scant amounts of vitamins in iceberg lettuce. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> go for it. I don't think we have to get mad at lettuce. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Lettuce is there just to be like it's actually physical crunchy water and it's a vehicle for other things you could also sub romaine but i um but you know listen cook up some bacon do uh, a bunch of fresh great tomato 
do it on a wedge of of iceberg, which is so good, and then grill up some steaks on the side, and you will just feel like so classic. The other thing that we did is we bought a bottled blue cheese dressing and then just zhuzhed it up with more really good blue cheese. Yes. So Jay bought like, you know, whatever, Bold House Farms or whatever. Just get a refrigerated one. Just get a refrigerated one. Get a refrigerated one and then buy a hunk of good blue cheese. Maytag. Yeah. Well, actually, Maytag's not doing it anymore. So do like... Fairbowl caves. Yes. You know, delicious. Mm-hmm. And then if you, I mean, and you can definitely make your own dressing, which I've done and is great. But if you're doing like a weeknight quick thing or you just don't want to mess around, just buy a bottle of blue cheese, but add really good blue cheese on top. Ooh. And then um, snip a whole bunch of chives yes. or garlic scapes would be really good. That's true. And shower it over the top and make your really good wedge salad. The caprese also cannot be beat. It's oh, so caprese good. is the thing. Tomatoes, really good fresh mozzarella. Basil, hopefully that you just pick out from the garden because yeah, then pop, it's pop, so pop. fresh. And um, I made one last week too that I just sometimes I like mess around with composing it, looking so beautiful. And I decided I was just gonna like pile it all in there and kind of rip it apart with yeah. my hands, mm-hmm. and then um, do some really good balsamic. Just don't chintz on the balsamic because bad balsamic is a real tragedy. No, I just I don't even mess with it because it's get some really good sadness. aged balsamic and good. And then the other thing that I've kind of incorporated into my salad routine is. This little formula that's helped, and I've been sharing this with my coworkers because we we talk a lot about salads because we always eat lunch together, and so it's who's eating what. Um, so get some greens and then do something crunchy, something creamy, something sweet. Oh, I like that. So I just always do like a nut or a seed for something crunchy. So pumpkin seeds or sunflower seeds or whatever nuts yep. you have. Yep. Something creamy. I like to do like a goat cheese or a um, blue cheese or a feta. Something I love like that. A feta. Me too. And then um, something sweet. So like strawberries or blueberries or dried cranberries or dried figs or, you know, whatever you're interested in in terms of something sweet. And then do a super simple vinaigrette with just a vinegar, olive oil, Dijon, done. Yeah. And and you will have like a really lovely salad that tastes good and tastes really well balanced. I would say also if you're someone who loves like a ranch dressing, like wants like a creamy salad... To take a break from that and add a little bit more cheese yeah. to your mix and then just do the vinaigrette. For sure. And you're going to be satisfied because yeah. I know that sometimes in the heat like this, a creamy salad gets heavy mm-hmm. and kind of gloopy. And then I would also say add more avocados to your Great salad. idea. You could use that as the something creamy too. Yes. So that you don't have to, if you want it just like, I think like blue cheese and avocados in a salad, I would never put a ranch dressing on that because that would be an overload. Totally. But I mean, that kind of fills that mouth fat, you know, need that you that want. That you want. That yep. you love. So Ooh. something crunchy, something creamy, something sweet. Yes. If you just like have that in your mind about building your salad. Yes. It, it's so simple and you don't have to overthink it and you don't have to add a thousand things to a salad. No, you can add those three things like and be back done. Back off from the idea that you need to keep. Add, I don't put the sweet thing in because there's just something in my. I don't. You know, I'm like anti craisins and those things That's in my fair. salad. But I add like a couple layers of crunchy things. That's too. good. So sometimes if it's like. But you could also consider like sweet peppers, like red pepper yep. or yellow pepper as your yeah, something that's sweet. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, in my mind, those are, go savory, but like I just don't do the fruit in the salad. That's yeah. like my thing. When someone's like, it's a strawberry salad, I'm like, oh. Oh gosh, you're well, so sad. I Why know. Do you, what's wrong with you? I just don't like that. I want my sweet and my savory <laughs> kind of separate unless it's spicy sweet. Then I'm okay with that. All right, fair. I know. It's weird. It's really weird. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and continue talking about this yes. and some other fun stuff. So stay tuned. This is a weekly dish. We'll be right back. Hey guys, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We're talking about 4th of July, things you can bring without putting too much heat into your house with cooking. Yes, and things that you can just eat. 
Yeah. And enjoy. And enjoy. Even if you're not bringing it. If anymore. you're not bringing it, if you're sitting on your couch. I've uh, met a couple Fourth of July people who are people who are not anti Fourth of Julyers, but they're not made, they're introverts. And they say, the last thing I want to do is go stand in a crowd and under fireworks with all the craziness and then drive home. And they're like, no, yeah. I'm on my couch. I get that. No, I totally get that. I think um, also a lot of times on Fourth of July, it's fun to just like pick stuff up and go somewhere or like yeah. go to the pool and eat pool food. Yeah, well, and we often just, you know, set fireworks off at home and don't go to the big crowds. And so that's kind of our way of doing it. Well, if you live in St. Paul, you got to find somewhere else to go watch fireworks. So what happened with that? I just found that out that they canceled. there's no money in the budget. There's apparently no money in the budget to plow streets or to do do the old fireworks in St. Paul. And as far as I'm concerned, it looks like... Taxes over there are pretty high, but listen, that's neither here nor that's there. That's right. That's we're talking about Caprese. Wait, salad. did Joe Souchere just show up in my body <laughs> and then start talking oh on God. the radio? That's really funny. That's so funny. That's I had Souchere shout out. I had yeah, dug no into money. That. I get it. I mean, listen, budgets are tight, but I, you're looking for other places to go if you are going to be um, doing fireworks. Fortunately for you, you can go all over the place. Apple Valley, uh, my uh, hometown. What up, AV? They have one of the best fireworks shows in. The Twin Cities. Go there. There's massive space. Where is it in a park? It's at um, Johnny Cake whatever something. Oh, yeah, the Johnny Cake park. And it is huge, and they've got, um, like, just tons of space. And it's in the suburbs, so there's so much lawn. Right. And um, that's a really fun... They do a really great job on their fireworks show. They do a great job on their parade. It's, I, you know... Yeah. It is my hometown, so I'm proud of it, but I know that it's outstanding. Uh, Two western side things that I love... uh, is obviously um, Lake Minnetonka fireworks in Excelsior is, I mean, Excelsior turns into the cutest little 4th of July oh, town. so cute. It's like bannered and just flags and parades and kids and dogs and everything. And it's just, it's a good place. That's really fun. Shameless plug, Twin Cities Live Monday. We'll do a whole rundown of the best good. fireworks shows, good. no matter where you are in the city. So Mike Marcotte will be presenting that. So if you want to just... I don't know, get a little look-see at what the review of your town is or think maybe we want to try something new this year. Yeah. You'll get some good ideas. I love that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my other favorite uh, 4th of July is Delano. Oh, Out yeah. in Delano. They have like a carnival. Like they put oh, up a I little carnival Delano. in like the in the small town, you know, it's so cute baseball there. yards and a town ball, the whole thing. It's great. Oh, that's It fantastic. is weird that it's in the middle of the week this year. That sort of makes it like, I yeah, know a lot of people are, funny. are not here because they're already up at their cabins and they're going to stay through. I'm and working then, Monday and Tuesday and then I'm off the rest of the week. Are you? And so yeah. that's the other side of it. That's what other people are starting with the 4th of July and then taking the rest of the week off. I will be working next week. <laughs> Just to be clear. <laughs> All right. Um, let's talk about lemonade because I know Lori made some lemonade that we want to talk about. She did. Lori Kroll from Golden Fig came on Twin Cities Live um, uh, several weeks ago and she made a whole bunch of really fantastic lemonades. Um, three different ones that were so outstanding that I really think you should um, check out. We'll post the link up on the Weekly Dish show yeah. page yep. so you can see the recipes. But she, um, what I really liked about it is she gave you a couple tips. Number one, if you're going to use regular sugar use super fine sugar yes because it d- dissolves also really known beautifully. as caster sugar if you yes, see it yes really easy yeah and then um also she made some with honey and so you don't have to do like a lot of people try to ease up on the refined sugar stuff yeah. in their lemonade so if you do honey she made a honey mint lemonade that i absolutely loved i love this and idea it was just honey. fresh lemon juice 
So a cup of fresh lemon juice, a half a cup of honey, a cup of fresh mint, and then a bunch of cold water. And you heated the honey really on low heat with the mint and you let it simmer so that the mint infuses the honey. I'm in. Then you let it rest and then you take the honey out or take the mint out. So you've got the honey left with the mint flavor and then you stir in lemon juice, the honey and the water. And then you pour it over ice and just garnish with fresh mint. She did a strawberry lemonade with... Two pounds of strawberries, which the the strawberry picking is like over the top fantastic right now. Yeah, it is so good, and you can get those at the farmers market too. She used a simple syrup, um, lemons, and uh, just the lemon juice, and then you blend that all up, mm-hmm. and so you essentially have like it's a little bit thicker because you have the strawberry pulp in there too. Yeah, and it's sort of like a cold lemonade smoothie mix you know like combo yeah that was so good and any of those you could definitely add um you know a little vodka if you want to do a little lemonade cocktail vodka lemonade you could totally do that but just on their own they're so good and it's just so much better than like a mix of a lemonade mix which is just so sad no we have never we had we saw i don't know if we ever did we literally seriously just take the lemons yeah. Throw the sugar in there, shake yeah. them up. Just like they do at the farmer's market, you I know? know? And just like shake it really hard and that's that's it. It's just really... But that's, just, I love the idea of the minted honey. The mint, so the infused that to honey... That is like definitely a thing. That is totally where it's at. Um, so get creative and and then again, those recipes are on TwinCitiesLive.com, which is on the... The link is direct on the Weekly Dish show page. So yeah, you can go the there Facebook. and look at them. And, um, and then Lori, of course, at Golden Fig has her... She has her lemonade mixes. Yes. Like she has her basil lime. This is true. That's the easiest way to do this. It's really easy. It's a fun way to just pick it up because she just has the mixes ready to go. Um, You can try them in the store. We did like at my wedding, I had basil limeade in big um, containers from her. And then we had one that was spiked with vodka as our little cocktail during cocktail hour. And they're just really great and fun. And a special thing if you're, um, I always like to think about things to bring to people's cabins. If you're going, you know, the key to my success is not having a cabin, but being a really good guest at other people's cabins. Mm -hmm. So I like always over buy things to bring to them. And I love to stop there and get those lemonade mixes. Good idea. And get like, um, she has really great, um, like house-made marshmallows and house-made oh. graham crackers and really solid chocolate. Yeah. Like you can make a s'mores gift basket that's like so elevated and fun. And then you get invited back. This is the key, people. To the cabins. Make it so that these cabins want you there because they know the gifts you bring. You're a great guest. And then I yes. will tell you, buying those gifts is a heck of a lot cheaper than the maintenance on a cabin. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think this is something to discuss. Yes. I think absolutely that is 100%. Agreed. Um, I will tell you that I think, do you have, do you do batch drinks for when you're having like a picnic party kind yes, of thing? Yes, I'm going to do a batch drink. So we're having a little birthday party for my son actually on Tuesday night. Okay. And then we're going to a fireworks show then. Right. And so we're going to do, we're going to do that. And so I've been thinking about what kind of like batch cocktail to do. So what do you think would be a fun one to have? Everyone's going to be kind of coming like right after work. It's just a few people. So I think because it is a long weekend, this is where I was kind of going with this is like, mm, keep it low proof. Yeah. You know, because yeah, I it think is, so too. especially no one wants on a Tuesday night to get, you know, banged up. And Plus then, we're doing like family stuff and yeah. it's a lot of family things. That's the thing. And you've got your little kids and whatever, and you want to be able to have a couple of cocktails yeah. and have fun without like not being able to function or drive or be a responsible parent. Right. I would say, I would say, honestly, I would do like a rosé sangria. And I would just cut up a ton of fruit, good, you know, and put in and do like a little rosé situation. 
um, with just like let the do a little sugar, a little bit of sugar, not too much because rosé is obviously already a very you know it can yeah. be Swedish, yeah, um, not Swedish but sweet ish. <laughs> um, and then I would throw in, and I would go ahead and throw in just a touch of the brandy in there, okay. And I would use brandy. I know a lot. Of, some people have made tequila. Uh, use the tequila. The thing is, you need the alcohol to kind of give it a little to give it the boost. Yep. You know, the fermenting on the the sugar and the fruit to kind of mix them and let so them do you put the, f- the like the brandy, the sugar, and the fruit together first, yes. and then add the rosé later. Yes. So like if I did that in the morning on Tuesday, I could let it sit all day, and yeah. then I could and pour you do the rosé. Yeah, do a little bit. I mean, like you can kind of do a half bottle and like of get it so that the fruit needs to be submerged and you don't want to do that much like brandy in the fruit so you do want to throw some rosé on top of it okay but then i like to add a little bit more at the end to okay. keep it kind of fresh all right that's you know good. but you want to let it sit the big thing is letting making sure that you get that fruit like most of that fruit should come out and then you should put fresh fruit in oh so that's the big thing with my sangria is always like i i keep that other fruit because it's very boozy but you it's just it can get break down and it can get kind of mucky yeah i just like to go back and add more fresh like there's some things i leave in you know if there's like a really good orange in there or something that has a nice kind of tang to it already Mm -hmm. but um i also i just like to put in fresh like grapes and the carambolas, the star fruit, you cut those babies up. Yeah. The other thing I was going to tell you is instead of brandy, if you want to keep it really, really light, cover your fruit with sake. Oh. Like buy a bottle of sake and do yeah. a sake sangria. Yeah. And then you can throw the cucumbers in there too. Those And so there's like a little bit of like this sort of, it's fresh and yeah. not super sweet. Okay. That's really good. Yeah. I think those are good for batch because then people can also scoop. You know, mm-hmm. and then you don't have you do if you have like a big old jar and you can just do a ladle situation. OK, that's really fun. Yeah. Batch cocktail. That's absolutely going to yeah. be happening. I think so. I think in the days when it's too hot, also ice tends to melt. And so it's better to have, you know, if you don't want to have big cooler, you know, so much out there having one cocktail and just maybe doing you could either float a ring in there, too, mm-hmm. or you can just have one on the side and have people put it together. OK, that's really cute. You know? Yeah, I think, I think that's so. a fun thing to do to have it ready to go and then you don't have to mess around with making a thousand drinks. Yeah, and just I mean obviously just so many coolers and have so much water. You guys seriously don't if you're if you're having people over and you're thinking, "Oh, you know, I've got like 10 people coming over, buy like three pallets of water." Yeah. Just get do it. Just get it and keep it cuz it'll never go bad and you'll always you'll have it all summer if they don't. You know what I'm loving too are those spin drifts. Have you yes. been having those? Yes. I mean, the Spindrift LaCroix war is on. Mm-hmm. And in my life right now, Spindrift is starting to win. Is it? Spindrift, you can get them at Costco. And I know you can get them other places too. And it's... um the one thing about LaCroix that's always kind of freaked me out is that it says natural flavors on there, but they never have to disclose what natural flavors are. <laughs> and we all know that like what people say is, is not natural. Always, yeah, yeah. Is, it can when be a different seven up is natural or right. high fructose corn syrup molecularly broken down is natural. That's it's, a problem. It's a little bit of a different perspective for yeah. me, but Spindrift actually has like a couple calories. They have mm-hmm. like three calories or nine calories, which is ridiculous. Real cal- yeah. I mean, that's like something real. And so they, um, but like the raspberry lime one, it's the ingredient is water and then raspberry juice and lime juice. And that's it. Yeah. And so there's actual, so they don't say just like a generic natural flavors. They're saying what the flavors are. Yeah. And I think it's got a little bit more, more flavor. I think it does too. And great for a mixer. I also think it has a softer bubble. Yeah. Whereas like LaCroix is sort of Real hot. punchy. Yep. Yeah. It's like hot on the palate because it's mm-hmm. got big bubbles. Big bubbles. And that that's sort of like, it doesn't make you, it doesn't quench your thirst. That's for sure. There's all these studies about how it makes you thirstier, by the way. LaCroix? Yeah. Oh, sad. Yeah. So if you think you're like, <laughs> your 
you're not. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, you guys. We're going to come back, and we're just going to wrap it up and tell you the moral of the story and run down some fun stuff. It goes too uh, fast, too fast. I know. We'll be right back. Weekly Dish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish as we wrap up a great Saturday. Just remember, if you missed any part of our brilliant conversations. <laughs> brilliant, if we do say topics, so ourselves. I like to say sparkling topics. We did talk about sparkling water. We did. We did. We did. Yeah. Uh, you can, of course, dial us up on the app and listen to us via podcast. Yes. If you're just tuning in and realizing you missed part of this. Uh, you can also go to, you know, mytalk1071.com and uh, listen always on demand later on. You know, all sorts of good stuff. I do that regularly. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I miss things. I actually go back and listen to shows because people send me questions like, so three weeks ago you talked about so-and-so and then I end up listening to our whole show as if I'm not me, which is funny. I do love that. Um, so it is the 4th of July. Well, let's actually let's start with your, do you have any morals of the story for the know, show? I think um, when I like look back at um, what we talked about today and especially like this season, I think my moral of the story is, uh, you know, the closer you can get to how your food is grown, the more content and more joy you will find in it. I think, yeah. you know, it's just like, there's just something and you don't, I don't even know. You don't have to love gardening if gardening right. isn't your thing, but there is something really cool about growing something, even if you're not going to do a huge garden, but like growing some herbs really feels great. One of our producers on twin cities live, she has an apartment in St. Paul with her fiance and she's growing herbs for the first time this year. And she like asked me a lot about it. And her fiance is like this super, um, he's really tall and he's just like a guy's guy. He's really like just wears cheap sunglasses and it's just like total <laughs> guy's guy. But he loves fruity drinks. So he, they've been growing. Um, this is Brittany and her fiance, Joel. Hi guys. They've been growing basil and mint and um, one other herb on there balcony and joel goes out every night and clips mint and makes mojitos oh my and word they are just like loving it and it's like something really fun and they and he can't believe that he gets to go outside and gets the mint for free he's also um really conscious of their budget and so he like goes out it's for free gets the i mint love for this free. I, that is i remember though feeling like the first time that i had tomatoes i remember yes. going to the grocery store and being like I don't have to buy tomatoes today because I have them for free in my yard for free. It's amazing. Right. Yeah. It's just something really liberating and empowering. And um, and so I think if you have the opportunity, I guess my moral of the story would be grow something. Yeah. Just grow something and um, and see what happens because you might be surprised by how much you enjoy it. Yes. What's yes. your moral of the story? My moral of the story uh, goes back to the discussion we had about service. And my moral of the story is really I just want to give a massive shout out of appreciation to anybody who chooses to be in the service industry yes. and who chooses to give themselves to other people in service and really to just be humble and to know that that is an okay and a valid way of being a human in this world. 100%. You know, it's just in jeopardy. <laughs> Boy, I know, but it's wildly appreciated. And I will tell it you, is. I've never appreciated it more than since I had children. And, um, you know, in like the season of life that I'm in, I don't, my husband and I don't just like up and zip out to a restaurant. I don't just like call the girls and say, Hey, let's go right now. It takes planning. It takes Mm -hmm. effort and it takes um, finances for me to be able to get out to dinner. You know, like when we go out to dinner, we just, we went to the Lexington two weekends ago and it is a major, cause not only are we paying 
an expensive meal, which was really fun and great. And by by the way, the beef tartare at the Lexington is phenomenal. Mm. It's phenomenal. You must order it when you go. Whatever you do, order it. And however you feel about the rest of the food, I don't care. Order the beef tartare. And get the potato puffs on the side. And you'll be so happy. You're totally right about the potato puffs. Because then I put the tartare in the potato puffs. Love. Delicious. But then, you know, then we pay babysitter and it's, yeah. and it's a big deal. And so I found that I, um, I, you know, I have a, I waitressed for a long time. I worked in coffee shops. I have worked in the service industry for a long time, but I've never appreciated it more than now yeah. when we go out and get great service and knowing like how much effort and, um, investment it takes for us to have that time together. Yeah. That when we have someone who really comes to our table and wants to make it a special evening for us, it is like, really wonderful i that is that is completely it tie a bow on that Mm -hmm. that's perfect it's really great it is perfect so shout out to all you guys out there who are you know checking in maybe getting ready to go to shift or you know thinking about your day before you head to shift so we appreciate appreciate you you. yes a couple things just letting you know some stuff that's open besides central we talked about union depot bar and grill is finally open oh in the union depot okay yeah so they finally got that sucker open I think it's just like the menu, like Union in Minneapolis, okay, which great. is a lot better than it used to be. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. Yeah, me too. Uh, Model Citizen. I wanted to tell you a little bit about this. If you guys are thinking about maybe you're looking for a uh, a road trip, I know that I like try to find places that are far out that I want to go. I just want to drive. Yeah. I want to drive. I just want to take the top down off the car and I just want to drive. Yes. If you want to get out to New London, which is sort of west and a little bit north. Okay. So a little bit north of Wilmer. Got it. Yep. Uh, there's a great little place. It's it's attached to Goat Ridge Brewery in uh, the town of New London, and it's called Model Citizen. Aaron Lucas and Matteo Macby uh, are local chefs who were in t- you know were in the Twin Cities for a lot of years, and they have gone out there to open what they hope is a teaching kitchen and uh, a place, of course, to like we were talking about combat social justice issues. Wow. I know, but it's a cute little place. It's got. I mean, it's it's just. Uh, it just opened and it's just fast casual right now, but they've got ribs. I think they've got lots of great food, very veggie focused. So a lot of fun. They've got a lot of dancing and live music at this brewery and fire pits and all this kind of stuff. Like if you want to drive out to New London, this would be a good idea. Okay. That's fantastic. Yeah. So I have a spot that I'm loving in Luck, Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, tell me about that. Which is called Cafe Wren, and our good friends have a cabin in Balsam Lake, and so we went there um, a few weeks ago for an overnight, and they have been loving this darling place called Cafe Wren in Luck. It is like a little kind of old farmhousey looking thing with a super cute patio with a pergola in the back. Oh. You walk in, and um, it is owned by this woman named Stephanie Lundine. She opened it in 2003, and I've heard from other people who are friends with her that she's just like lovely and darling. But you walk in and you can order um, sandwiches, salads, really great smoothies, amazing coffee. And then um, they'll just have it ready for you. You take it anywhere. You can take it to go. We ordered a bunch of like sandwiches and wraps and took them back to the cabin with us to have on the boat later. Yes. And it was absolutely lovely. And my favorite part, Steph, is that they sell little recipe postcards for 50 cents like postcards with recipes written on them and then you can buy them for 50 cents and then you could send them to somebody oh my god it just was so charming and lovely and they have cute little things made by local artisans in there it's ren as in the bird w-r-e-n uh in luck 
Very cute. Oh my gosh. So if you're headed up to, because I think if you go through luck, you head up to like Webster and yeah. Siren and all going, that stuff. I mean, like Balsam Lake, yep. anywhere like any St. Croix County, I mean, anywhere like Osceola, Taylor's Falls, it would be just like a zip across the river. It's just lovely. Oh my and gosh. Charming. I, and I will say, I mean, you guys heard me talk about Spring Grove, Minnesota. Where I went to the Rock Farm, Rock Filter Farms Distillery. Yes. And they have a cocktail room and distillery down there. And they have, it is the cutest town. It's also where Spring Grove Soda is made. Yes. Like, I can't get enough of small town stuff happening. And just, if you're driving anywhere, just mm-hmm. pop in and go to a small town cafe or check in with, I, I, I will tell you, <laughs> after the Wisconsin trip, we did, you know, pop into a little travel center and I got the sweetest fourth of july cowboy hat which yes. is amazing but nonetheless the idea of like we were driving down the road and i was like we were going to stop at this little cafe and it was closed but like that's kind of the fun thing those are that's a great exploring to do i would love to hear about to your um small town spots that you love yes. so maybe tweet us or yeah. email us or instagram yeah, send us because and- i know a lot of you guys are listening we're from spring grove or you're on your way to the cabin i know go to the cabin yes happy fourth of july you guys <laughs> ciao ciao